Well, let's look at Colossians 1, verse 9. Colossians 1, verse 9. As we're wrapping up this last series uh, on wisdom, and throughout that, there were some things uh, we touched on a little bit uh, concerning what we're going to get into now. And we touched on them, but when we touched on them, I didn't feel like we should really... I, I thought maybe we'd get into some things, but then I thought, really, this needs to be its own, its own uh, series, our own, or own focus. We just wouldn't be able to get into everything as part of that series. But this segues right into this next topic. Colossians 1, verse 9. Let's look at this. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us, uh, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In the Young's literal translation, verse 13 says, Who did rescue us out of the authority of the darkness. Now, the Young's literal is a literal translation. It's, it's clunky to read sometimes, but sometimes it brings out the true meaning, and the literal rendering of uh, any verse, and it's helpful. Verse 13 again, let's start from the beginning. Young's literal. Who did rescue us out of the authority of darkness and did translate us into the reign of the Son of His love. So He did rescue us out of the authority of darkness. In the Amplified Classic, it says, The Father has delivered and drawn us to Himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In the CEV, it says, God rescued us from the dark power of Satan and brought us into the kingdom of His dear Son. You know, the working title, this is subject to change, but the working title of our new series, the subject is Victory Over Darkness. We have been delivered, the Bible says here, from the power, from the authority, from the dominion of darkness, from the dominion of Satan. The Father, through what Jesus did, has taken us from the power of darkness, and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Verse, uh, or let's go to Hebrews 2, verse 14. Hebrews 2, 
Hebrews 2.14 said, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, Jesus, likewise shared in the same, and that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. The second part of verse 14 says, He himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Somebody might say, well, the devil's still around. He is around. But we'll, bring, we'll, we'll see this more clearly here. He's been rendered powerless as far as the Christian's concerned. In the Amplified, that same verse, verse 14 says, since therefore these his children share in the flesh and blood, in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature, that by going through death he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death. What is had? Is that past tense, present tense, or future tense? It's past. Who had the power of death? See, he had the power of death. Satan doesn't have the power that he once had over the world. He, he has it over the world. He doesn't have it over the Christian. It says that he, through uh, death, by death, he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death. So he is still around. But as far as the Christian's concerned, he's been rendered imminent. He doesn't have any power. He's been, uh, he is of no effect. Uh, one of my instructors at Rama used this illustration. And I experienced some of this recently. He was talking about a, a parking lot and if, if you had, you know, a concrete or asphalt parking lot, smooth, and you took a jackhammer to it, well, the parking lot's still there, but it's rendered useless. You can't use it for a parking lot anymore. We had our parking lot repaved recently, and there are parts of it that they were going to redo. Uh, you know, they had, to, they had to tear that part up so they could put more in there, but then the rest of it, they're repaving it. Well, they took a tool, you know, like a, a jackhammer, it was affixed to a machine, and went and broke up those parts. Well, that's useless at that point. It's still there. You think of a parking lot, it's all jackhammered, all completely falling apart. It's there, but as far as parking lot goes, it's useless. It's not, it's not you, can't, you can call it a parking lot, you need a 4x4 four four tank to get around in it, you know, because it's just got pieces everywhere. But, it, you know, it's there. And my instructor said, Jesus jackhammered the devil's power. It's still, I mean, he, he's still there, but he doesn't have any, as far as power over death, it's not there anymore. Now, the thing is, he tries to make everybody think that. He's a con artist. He's a liar. And so the only authority in the Christian's life he has is what we give him. It's, he, in other words, he can't take 
any power over you, authority. He doesn't have it, but he does try to intimidate. He does lie. He does cheat. He steals. He tries to push, but he can't do it. Legally, he has no power. What he tries to do is get you to agree that he does have power, and that's how he gains power. Because you gave it to him. It's your power. Acts 26, verse 17. It says, I will deliver you from the Jewish people, as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. This is the Lord talking to Paul. Verse 18, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. In order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Paul is recounting how the Lord called him. In verse 18 he says... I'm sending you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. Well, the Bible said we read in Colossians, He's delivered us from the power of darkness. It says, from the power of Satan to God. In the Young's Little Translation again says, to open their eyes to turn them from darkness to light and from the authority of the adversary unto God for their receiving forgiveness of sins, and a lot among those have been sanctified by faith that is toward me. So see, Satan is in the world. Satan is called the God of this world. We'll read that in a second. In fact, let's just read this now as we're going through. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. It says, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Not the God. He's not, it's like he's a tenant. He, he has a lease on the earth. See, God gave Adam dominion over the earth. But then Adam bowed his knee to Satan. And Satan is called the God of this age here. It says, we, people are under the power of Satan. Verse 4, whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the image of God, should shine of them. So, God, so Satan is the God of this world. Not, he not, doesn't have authority over everything, but he does have dominion over those that have not been delivered by Jesus who haven't believed on Jesus. The Bible says he's the God of this age. The Bible says delivering them from the power of Satan into God's kingdom. See, we were delivered from the power. Well, if he's not, if he doesn't have any authority, why, why does the Bible use that language? Because the world is under the power of Satan. The Christian is not. And we were talking about, you know, spent a long time on the last series in the wisdom of God. The Bible says Christ is the wisdom of God. That this mystery was hidden from the world. Christ is the wisdom of God. When you talk about true knowledge, knowing that Christ came and died, not just so he could go to heaven, but see what happens you, when you believe on Jesus Christ, you become a new creature. You are translated, like we read in Colossians, from the kingdom of darkness into God's kingdom. Now, when you leave this earth, yes, you're going to reside with God. But while you're here, Satan no longer has the power over you. In other words, you don't have to wait till you get out of this earth 
to be out of the power of Satan. The Christian is already. But this is critical knowledge. And so much of the church world doesn't even acknowledge this or realize this. See, there is a devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the author of destruction. It's not God's doing. God is not the one creating chaos. Satan is the one that does that. And we have, but we have to realize there may be chaos, there may be things going on, but we're not subject to Satan. In other words, he can't come in and destroy your life. Amen. He has authority, but not over the Christian. He has power, but not over the Christian. 1 John 5.18, let's turn over there. It says, We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. Verse 19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Notice what it said. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But as you'll see, we're not of the world. In 1 John, over and over, we're going to read just a couple other verses, but you'll see over and over, when he's talking about the world, he's not talking about the Christian. The world, though, lies under the sway of the wicked one. We read in Acts that, that Paul was sent to preach so that people would be turned from the power of darkness, from the power of Satan, unto God. We saw that Satan has blinded, the, the, called the God of this age, has blinded people in the world. Here it says, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Well, you can see that. There is a press, there is a push, there is an influence in this world. Verse 20, we know that the Son of God has come and given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. If we go back to 1 John 3, verse 1, just to read another verse where he refers to the world, it's all over 1 John if you go back and read it. We're not going to take time to do that. But... 1 John 3, verse 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Notice that. We should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. See, the world did not know Him. It's saying the world did not know us. It differentiating between the child of God and the world. The two different things. 1 John 4, verse 1 It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. We spent some time on that back in the last series. If you didn't hear that message, go back and listen to it, talking about deception. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. 
Verse 4, you are, so this is the context is verse John, 1 John 4, 4 is in. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Overcome what? This lying spirits and the spirit of Antichrist in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in what? The world. Differentiating. There's a world. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Yes, there is a God of this age who has blinded those in the world, but the Christian is not part of the world. We're in the world. We're going to see this. We're in the world, but we're not under, we're not under this category. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Well, that's authority. That's what we started with in Colossians. We've been delivered from the authority or the power of darkness. In other words, Satan does not have any authority over the Christian. No legal authority. So you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Who's in us? The spirit of the living God. How is that possible? Because Jesus Christ, through His death, burial, and resurrection, translated us out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of light, and therefore we are new creatures in Christ, and therefore we have the Spirit of God living in us. Therefore, He who is in us is greater than He who is in the world. We have authority. Verse 5, They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. You see how it makes a differentiation. He knows God hears us. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. How do we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error? Because we have the spirit of God on the inside of us. We know God, and so those that are of God hear the truth. Those that are of not, not of God do not hear the truth. Why? Because there is a God of this world that has blinded them, and who they're under His authority, whether they know it or not. And the fact that somebody said, well, there's no God, there's no devil, there's no authority, is part of that sway. It's part of the influence. That's the best thing Satan would ever want, for somebody to say, oh, there's no devil. Great. It's just God's fault. God's the one that's doing all the junk in the world. It's God's fault. Some people believe that. A lot of people, a lot of Christians believe that God is doing everything good, bad, and ugly in the world. And for you to say anything otherwise gets on religious uh, belief systems. Why is that? Why, does that, why is there an agitation when you start talking about the fact that Satan is defeated? Because Satan doesn't want to know anybody to know that he's defeated. He's got the world under his thumb. They do his bidding, whether they know it or not. I'm not saying people are demon-possessed, everybody. I'm not saying that. The Bible doesn't say that. There is, the Bible says the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. That's quoting the word. The Word of God says the God of this age has blinded their eyes. The Bible says that we can be delivered from the power of darkness, from the power of Satan. Well, how does that happen? By believing on Jesus. Well, what if before that happens, where are you? You're under the power of darkness. Well, no, I'm not. No, you are. <laughs> you just don't know it. Well, no, I don't believe that. It doesn't matter what you believe, you are. 
the world's owned. John 15, 18. Look at what Jesus said. This is a truth, and we're going to get into this, you know, what ends up happening typically. You know, we kind of just fly over some things as we start out a series, and then we'll dive into different parts as we go. And I've had this on my heart for some time, to look at this, and to, to, to talk about this, and to, to get into it. This is one of the most important truths, other than being born again. You need to know, have the knowledge of Jesus Christ, but then to know what that truly means and what has happened is so important. To know the reality that we, don't, that we aren't under the authority of Satan. In other words, he cannot come in, kick the door down, and do what he wants in your life. To believe that, like, oh, the devil's just doing this and that, is a lie. That's actually giving him authority. See, he's a shadow of what he once was, but he'll keep operating as long as people let him operate. We are not powerless. Evil is not greater than God. We don't need to cower and hope for the mercy of somebody evil or something that's influenced by evil. No, the greater one is on the inside of the Christian. Amen. John 15, verse 18 says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, talking to his disciples, where, well, are you his disciple? If we're his disciple, this is applying to us. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. He's saying, you are not of the world. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. John 17, 6. Jesus goes further. I have manifested. So he's starting to pray for his disciples and for those that know his name. Well, we have believed. If you know the Lord Jesus, if you've called on his name, confessed his name, you did that because you heard the truth. These guys... The disciples, they, were, they heard the truth from Jesus' lips and they shared it with others and shared it with others. And you and I today have heard that truth and believed. So he's praying for disciples. This also applies to disciples today. Verse 6, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. Notice that. There's the world and these were called out of the world. They were yours. You, have, you gave them to me. They have kept your word. Now they have known all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given to me, or given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Verse 9, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Verse 11, 
Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. So Jesus is saying, I'm leaving. But these are in the world, and you and I are in the world. But we're not of the world, and we're not under the influence of the God of this world because of what Jesus is about to do here. And we need to understand that difference. We are in the world, but we are not under the influence of Satan. He does not have authority. Verse 11, Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those who you have given me, that they may be one as we are. Verse 12, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Verse 13, But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So saying, I have spoken to them your word, that they may have joy. In the middle of the world. Still have joy. Been speaking about that on Wednesdays. Verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Why would the world hate the people that believe on Jesus? Because the God of this world hates God hates Jesus, and presses against that. Verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because you are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Notice that verse. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. So, we are still in the world. Sometimes maybe you have the thought, I wish I could just get out of here and I'd go home. Not that you're going to commit suicide. You just wished Jesus was coming back today and we could just all be in heaven. Right? Anybody else ever had that thought? But Jesus said, I'm not taking you out of the world. I'm not taking them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. See, we're still in, in the world. But we're not here under the authority of the devil, under the authority of the evil one as some beggars or slaves. We've been redeemed, been set free, been translated into the kingdom of God, but we're still here in the world, but our status is different. We're not part of the world that is under the sway of the wicked one, we're not under the world's or the, the influence of the God of this age. But we are in the kingdom of God. Notice he said, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. See, the evil one's here, but he has nothing in us. He has nothing on us. We're here in the world. And we're here in this day and age. There's a lot of stuff going on. We don't know what the future holds. But regardless, 
We may be in the world, but we're not under the authority or under the same status as the rest of the world. We're here on assignment as children of God, and Satan has no authority over us. So when we look around and see things that are going on in the world, we can't say, well, if this happens or this doesn't happen, what's going to happen? See, that's putting your faith in some system or something you can see rather than in God and the fact that you have been translated out of the power of darkness. Do things affect us in the world? Yes, but that's different than them having authority over us or us being at their mercy. So there shouldn't be an anxiety and a fear when people say, well, if this doesn't happen, if we don't get this person elected or this doesn't happen, do those things affect our world? Yes, they do. But to say, wait a minute. If this doesn't happen, then my, then it's, then, you know, my life is done or my life will be you know, hurt so much. Do we live in a world where that we will be affected? Yes, but that's different than thinking, oh no, I, I can't operate anymore. See, that's, that's not looking. Jesus said, you're in the world. We're in it. We're here. Now, there is a devil. There is an influence. But we have the greater one on the inside of us. We have been given authority over that. And the only way that that has authority over us is when we yield to it and start being fearful and start giving it place. The whole early church was written in the context of the Roman Empire as the backdrop. That was the world. When we're reading about you have been delivered from the power of darkness, when we're, when we're reading about you, you're in the world, but not of the world. When we, re, when we read about you, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. All the backdrop was with an empire that didn't treat people nice. It wasn't utopia, in other words. Are you listening? It wasn't like, well, we're living in utopia, so these verses work, and we can say, well, greater is he that's in you. That only applies when it's just, you know, completely smooth on the water. No, we're in this world. You and I are in this world now. Does the Bible true? We touched on some of this, but I want to get into this. Is this true now? Are, do we, are we, is, is he who is in us greater than he who is in this world? Have we been delivered from the power of darkness in this world yes. now? Yes. From the sway of the wicked one now? Well, that was sway back 2,000 years ago, but this is a different kind of sway. No, same devil. Same defeated devil. Does not have more authority now. This, what we're talking about is the knowledge of God's word. This is light. This is true. Truth. This is our reality. We are in this world, but we have authority over darkness. We have victory over darkness. And Christians, so much of the Christian world trembles at darkness, is scared. Ooh, what, what, you know, these people, they're really wicked or evil, and they do this type of stuff. And it's, it's a trembling, it's a fear. It's not a victory. You've heard, some of you heard me tell this story before, but we knew these uh, missionaries that would come to our church in Lincoln, Nebraska. We'd support them, but um, were they in Panama? No. Yeah. They were in Panama, and um, 
they tell the story, you know, they're in the middle of nowhere. This was decades ago when they were going there. And there, there's, you know, black magic and, and witch doctors in this area and not play. These aren't pe- people laugh at this stuff and think, oh, well, that, you know, people, it's all just, to- it doesn't really, it's just people's minds. It's not people's minds. It's demonic. There is a real there is real voodoo. and th- You don't have to be scared of it, but to, to mock it and just act like it's not true, that's ignorance. Because people will be like, oh, that does, that's all, you know, God, devil, that's all just a figment of people's imagination. Ignorance. Not true. So these people had real power. In other words, they would curse somebody and bad stuff would happen. And there was a witch doctor that these people knew that got saved. In other words, this guy had actual power. He actually dealt with demonic forces. He saw stuff work. The people acknowledged that he had power. They saw things. And he got saved. And he told them, he said, Christians do not understand the power that they have. They don't understand the authority that they walk in. He said, when we would see a Christian coming through the forest, He said it was like this glow that would go throughout the forest. You could see them coming because of the power emanating from them. We knew they had power. They didn't know they had power. And that describes a lot of the church world. Walking around scared of of the influences and people that actually, and if they're spiritual, understand that Christians have power. The the witch doctors knew that the Christians have power, but if they also know that you don't know you have power, they can walk all over you. And who acts like that? Satan. He knows if you've been, if you've you've, uh, trusted in Jesus, you have power over him. You have authority over him. In other words, he has to do what you tell him to do. But he doesn't want people to know them, know that. And he'll fight you finding out about this, people finding out about this, as much or more than any other subject. Because when we press into knowing the fact that Jesus has given us authority over Satan, he cannot lord it over us anymore. But he's a con artist, so he tries to push in to get you to back off and say, oh, it doesn't work. It's not true. Well, now he just operates in the same power. He can push, he can press, but he can't win unless we yield. He doesn't have the authority, he doesn't have the power. Let's look at verse 15 again. Verse 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of this world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Verse 16, they are not of this world, not of the world, just as I am am not of the world, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified or set apart by the truth. So Jesus Jesus was sent into the world as a light in the darkness. We are sent into the world as a light in the darkness. And He did not leave us unarmed. He did not send us in the world and say, well, good luck. 
you don't have a chance in your own self, but, you know, you're going to get batted around, but, you know, do your best and share me. That's not, he sent us in with authority to do what we need to do. How do we walk in that? We believe what the word of God says and take our authority. Philippians 3.17, verse 20, or uh, Philippians 3.20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. For our citizenship is in where? Heaven. In other words, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. This is not our home. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is of God's kingdom. We have authority over darkness. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, and we'll get into these things more, but just touching on this as we close. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Verse 8 said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, we have an adversary. His name is Satan. He goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, but he does not have the authority to devour. Otherwise, the next verse makes no sense. Verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith. The faith. Well, if he can do whatever he wants, why resist? If he can just come and kick the door down and knock you around, why resist him? It said he goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. In other words, who will allow him? Who is ignorant? Say, well, I'm not going to allow him. If we don't know we have authority, then by ignorance and not doing anything, we allow him. But it says, resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. In other words, other people are dealing with the same thing but we have authority over darkness. It does not have authority over us. We're in this world. We deal with the darkness in this world. In this day and age, with what we're dealing with now, we don't, we don't know what the, the, the future holds, but here's the thing we have to have established, that we know God, that we know who He is to us, that He knows who He is in us. We need to know who we are in relation to Satan, that He is a defeated foe, that we have authority over Him. He does not have authority over us. So we're in the circumstance of this world. You can control, you can't control everything. You can do what your responsibility is to do, but all these verses apply regardless of the circumstance surrounding us. We still have uh, been translated out of the power of darkness through Jesus, we still have authority. The greater one is still in us. And so as we walk through, we need to do our job and our responsibility with that knowledge and center up 
on that knowledge. Amen? Not acting like mere men and women that are subject to whatever, and up and down and all around and, you know, like waves going all over the place. But no, I believe God, I know who I am, and I'm going forward. And I will do it in victory. Amen?